0: Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in film, Devin. And today, we are here to give our spoiler-free thoughts on the second episode of the John Wick limited series titled... The Continental. It's technically the Continental Sammy Colin or Colin, excuse me, from the world of John Wick. But I think people are just shorthanding it to the Continental. But today we're here to talk about episode two, which is night two. Um, there is an episode title for episode two, but I forgot what it was. It's not showing up online anywhere, but. Fear not. It's just night two of the Continental and part of this three. It is loyalty to the master. Loyalty to the master. Oh, that's right. That's right. This was a really good episode. Like, honestly, when, when we had Mike on the previous episode for night one, he had stated that it only gets better from there. And I have to agree that it definitely has, especially when you get to night three, which I've already completed the whole thing, but... Right now we're only talking about Night 2, episode 2, I should say for all of you listeners out there, but yes, Night 2 is titled Loyalty to the Masters and episode 1 is actually titled Brother in Arms, brothers in arms, excuse me. So just pr- plural there, obviously. If you've already seen episode 1, definitely welcome. If you haven't seen episode 1 the Continental or have not listened to our podcast episode of episode one, definitely check that out. Uh, We had our friend Mike Thomas on from The Chatter After and The Collider, and he had uh, a lot to say. It was a good time, really good time. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at FilmOptics, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com. That is optics with an X for any movie-related questions. Devin, how's your week been, buddy? It feels like we haven't recorded in the past few days, even though we totally did. (laughs) But how's your week been?
1: Well, we're getting to the point in September where there's finally a lot of things to do. We have a lot of games to play. We have just so many series to watch right now. And they're all coming at the end of September and just all kind of piling up on each other. It's a bit overwhelming.
0: I'm not going to lie. It, it is pretty overwhelming. When it comes to TV, and I, I don't know if these studios like you know meet with each other because we have... Oh, my gosh. I mean, The Continental is happening right now. Of course, we've been watching Ahsoka on a weekly basis. That is, as of now, running on September 26, 2023. Those two shows. But those two shows will eventually end shortly, actually. And then we have Gen V, which is, I think, supposed to hit the week of the 26. I think it's supposed to come out sometime later this week. And we have... Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of Usher and if you're a Wheel of Time fan out there that series is also running and if you are a Doom Patrol fan the final part of season four which is the last season of Doom Patrol will be hitting in October as well and I'm pretty sure I'm probably missing a few things here and there. But we also
1: have some movies finally coming out. Like we didn't have anything throughout September and now they're starting to hit. We got Dumb Money last weekend, we get Creator this weekend, and and the, the WGA uh, writer's strike. It seems like there's an agreement finally. So that's that's definitely good news for the future.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping you know the 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 writer's strike will come to a definitive end. I know that they have a tentative agreement uh, with the studios, but you know, we also have the actor strike that is still happening. So hopefully both of those strikes will have a definitive end soon so that maybe Warner brothers can move Dune two back to its original dates. But I feel like it's too late and I can't believe, I can't believe Warner brothers did that. Like out of all the movies that they have coming out this year, between Dune Aquaman Two, the color purple and Wonka out of all four of those movies to move. Arguably Dune is like their biggest movie and they would have had IMAX screenings, I believe for like eight to nine weeks and they gave it up. So it's just going to be the Marvels, which is fine, but I'd much rather, I, I don't know. Dune feels like a November, like a December, November movie. But it got moved to either March or April of next year. But like out of all four of those movies, I probably would have moved Wonka to March. Just doesn't really seem like it's going to be that, you know, it's going to draw too much of the crowd. The color purple needs to stay where it's at, That I'm glad they didn't move that. But between Aquaman 2, they could have just moved that to max at this point. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. But long story short, there's a lot to watch. (laughs) coming up (laughs) i know i got off the rails there a little bit there's a lot to watch tv wise there's a lot to play video game wise if you are a gamer out there um october is going to be a massive month and honestly the games have already started pouring in so we have all the excuses in the world between film television and video games to keep us inside away from the cold weather but As I mentioned before, we are going to be giving our spoiler-free thoughts on the Continental episode two, which is called Loyal to the Master. So without further ado, we'll be right back after this introduction to our coverage of the Continental episode two. This sacred institution wields power beyond your imagination. Winston, your brother stole something from me. What he took is very important to a lot of very dangerous people. Find him, because if you don't, I'll bring the weight of this whole institution down on you both. Sharon, show our guests the door. And we are back with our episode two coverage of The Continental. Again, if you are new here, welcome. This is a spoiler-free coverage review of The Continental episode two. And the creators of this show include Greg Coolidge, Sean Simmons, and Kurt Ward, and stars Mel Gibson, Colin Woodall, Michelle Prada, just to name a few. And again, if you've made it this far, you already know what The Continental is all about. It's all about, you know, the chain of hotels located all around the world and uh, Mr. Winston and his, his young whippersnapper self. It's it's all about his rise to power when it comes to the Continental and this episode is kind of the meat and the potatoes in a way when it comes to gathering, when it comes to Winston gathering his forces for this episode. So we're just going to get straight into our spoiler free thoughts, of course. I'm going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his initial thoughts of the Continental episode two.
1: Yeah. Uh, just like you mentioned, this is kind of the the gathering episode, the getting the game together and setting up the, the ultimate mission. You get, you get your side quest here and there with different characters and everything's starting to come together as far as the middle episode goes, or like a middle part of a, of a trilogy, I guess you can call it since it's three parts to this. Um, it's definitely kind of the job for it to be the setup for the finale and kind of feels like, feels like the calm before the storm. Cause like you said, I have not seen the finale yet and you have, so I'm sure there's a lot of fireworks that have, that have yet to go off and we'll see that I'll see that in the third episode. Um, but yeah, this one does a good job of kind of setting everything up and having everyone do, like get their, get their ducks in a row could just get yeah just get yeah ducks in a row that's what i was looking for i was thinking hens for some reason like is there a he- get their hens in a yeah. in a row ducks of, hens. I don't know. maybe it yeah, is
0: you know whatever you prefer
1: but yeah everyone's kind of doing that um i kind of like the interactions between some of these newer characters like uh, miles and uh, yen they have their own little little side quest where they go off and do their own thing it, it, i do feel like there are like a Bit too many new characters that uh, I'm trying to keep up with. I'm not really connecting with all of them because mm-hmm. there just are like a lot of kind of side characters that don't get a lot of shine, but there's still people that are on the screen prominently. Like there's there's Hansel, Gretel, um, <laughs> Mayhew, the adjudicator, <laughs> Lemmy, Lou, Miles, Yen, Katie, yeah. like all those all those newer characters. It's kind of a lot to keep up with, and and um, but overall, once you get to the end of this of this episode, you kind of just are left in a place where you know what's going on and and what we're leading to, and that's kind of the exciting part.
0: Mm. I will say, uh, for my initial thoughts, I think the best part of this episode it's probably like the final like fifteen to twenty minutes. Not saying that the rest of the episode doesn't live up to that expectation. It's just that is you know something shocking happens. During that portion, and you're just like, oh man, like okay, you know, it's it's like, hey, like this is essentially, effectively, the penultimate episode of this series, albeit it's only three episodes, but it does have that nice three story structure where you have a beginning, middle, and ends. When it comes to the ending, it's just it just hits you, and it's like, okay, you know, next week is going to be just all out. War bonkers, everything like they're going to bring, you know, all the works like fireworks going to be blazing. There's, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. I, I will definitely say, but when it comes to the rest of episode two, it is Winston gathering his forces. Um, and I do agree with Devin when it comes to, you know, coming off ep- episode one, you had, you had um, characters like Lou, You had characters like Yen. I think Yen's probably my favorite character out of the entire uh, group. And maybe just because I've seen episode three so far, but... Um, I, I also love Hansel and Gretel for sure, but they, I, I think, I was talking to Leo from geekly Goods about it, and he said that Hansel and Gretel look like Lord Farquaad <laughs>
1: with the hair. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could see was was the Lord Farquaad hair. But like it,
0: for that guy. it works for them so well.
1: I've, I've been a big fan of uh, of KD, I believe her name is. She's yeah. like the undercover. Officer. Yes,
0: she is one of my favorites.
1: For many reasons. For,
0: yeah. <laughs> she she does have an interesting story and that will obviously be revealed in episode three, but I do agree, Devin, outside of like Katie, Yen, Miles, Lou, and the adjudicator as well. You know, you have other characters that have kind of been thrown into the mix like Ronnie, a few of the henchmen, the orphan master, um, And each episode so far um, has kind of started with like a bit of a flashback. But back to my original point, it it does feel like once you, especially in this episode, there's a lot of new characters that it's, I, I feel like sometimes it is maybe a little too, there's too many characters for a three story arc story um story. Just slightly. Like, yeah, just, just a like little
1: bit. One or two that get lost in the sauce. Like I feel like yeah. for me it's Lemmy where I'm not really connecting with anything. And also um
0: wait, Lemmy's not the sniper, is he? Uh no, 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 no. I don't no. think no, so. No, I'm looking at IMDb. Oh wait.
1: Lemmy was the one that did like the the axe throwing with Lou and they had that conversation. Right.
0: So the the sniper guy that they get during this episode when he's like, Oh, he's like,
1: yeah, I'm not even seeing a name for him. Cause that that's another one.
0: Yeah. I'm not seeing one on IMDB, but he is probably out of everyone that they recruited, like new recruits that they uh, got together. He's probably my favorite, like new recruit. Um, because of what he does in this episode and he's so calm cool and collected. he's like this old guy who seems to live like this simple life and then out of nowhere he's like, oh it's like he's, he's a sniper he's a hitman. but like he's so nonchalant and casual about his profession that it's just you know it's you know popping heads is just like another Tuesday for him. like and we see that in in night two for sure. And then it so he's he's definitely my my favorite new character that they've added to the mix. And I think his I think his character arc gets a little bit stronger uh in the season finale as well. But yeah, there there's a lot of characters, albeit you know, these episodes do run for a little bit over an hour. I would say maybe between an hour and twenty, an hour and thirty minutes. Um, I think out of the three, episode two is the shortest so far. I think it clocks in around like an hour twenty. But yeah, the ending is like insane, and it pretty brutal. And it not only just the, the interrogation, Devin. I mean, we also have um, Winston. Well, not the interrogation. I'm sorry. The um, the recruiting. And then there's the interrogating <laughs> that Winston does. With uh, a, a Mr. Young, well, what you know, um, Lance Riddick's younger version of his character, and I do apologize. I am blanking on this kid's name because he's really awesome in this series.
1: Sharon. Sharon.
0: He is awesome, and I, I, I love him. Like, I want him as a little personal assistant, like, throughout my day. I'm not sure if you've seen Seinfeld, Devin, but there's an episode where (laughs) Kramer decides that he needs an assistant so he can spend more of his time doing things that, you know, deem that he thinks that are like that matter to him. And I think Sharon, like he has his own little version, like Sharon in in an episode of Seinfeld and it's pretty awesome. And I'm like, I, I I want Sharon in my life. I, I need a, I need him. And only him as an assistant. He's very loyal. He is very loyal. Very loyal to his masters. Um, unlike some people. Well, supposedly. But I wanted to pass it back over to you. I apologize. I kind of took over the mic there for a bit. I just had a lot on my mind. At first, I was afraid I didn't have too much to talk about. Because I've seen episode two and three. And like I can't stop thinking about episode three. But not saying that episode two is bad. Because it is the setup. And then episode three is the payoff. But did you have any other comments, questions, concerns about the series so far. We've talked about, you know, the things that we've liked, but like, are there, do you have any irks, any, uh, any um, concerning thoughts?
1: Yeah, like I said before, definitely a couple too many characters to keep up with. Um, And then as far as this episode specifically, definitely not as much action as the first episode. And I imagine the third episode is going to be the most action, but other than that, not too much uh, to complain about, I do wish there was a there were a bit more fight scenes in this one, but the ones we did get were, were pretty cool mm-hmm. um, there's there's the one that's in that in that pickup truck like with um with Lou and she's just taking on the entirety of Chinatown basically that was pretty cool and then there's some there's a brutal brutal kill at the end here oh um, yes
0: <laughs> probably the most brutal well yeah, probably the most brutal we've seen so far but I <laughs> continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very, very bloody. And it just makes you hate, hate this character even more, especially since the actor is playing him.
0: Well, they, they also, they show you like everything. It's not just like, you know, they don't cut away from any like brutal, like murders in this show. Just in general, like collectively, they, they, I think that's what the show has done so far between episode one, which is like, we've talked about great world building and, you know, I was wondering how this is all going to pan out because it is only three episodes, but again, we're getting like hour and a half episodes altogether. So it, it does give room for these characters to breathe. Um, but I, I gotta say after the end of night three, I wanted more. Like, it's not a bad thing. I was just like, oh man, like I want more from this specific point in time from the John Wick series. I think it's been a really good series so far, but I do agree, Devin, Uh, not as much action in night two um, or episode two, I should say. It's, it is more of the heavy dialogue scenes, the, the uh, trials and tribulations of a lot of these characters. But I, I definitely, I mean, I know for sure when it gets to night three, a lot of thing it's, it's back. It, it goes full circle essentially between episode one, two and three. And uh, episode three is it's, it's balls to the wall. So <laughs>
1: that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah. Fear, fear not, fear not. And I know I've, and I'm not sure if you've seen Devin, some people have been a little mixed on this, um, on this show altogether saying how, Oh, you know, it's not more so from the, uh, the critic side for what I've seen. Um, them saying that it's just not as good as John Wick, but at the same time, I think we need to keep our expectations in check because as I've mentioned before, when it comes to even like house of the dragon, that's a prequel series. to a very popular television show. And when it comes to that, you know, it's it's trying to House of the Dragon's trying to do its own thing. Continental is also trying to do its own thing while still trying to connect itself to the world. John Wick. I actually just checked through Continental on Rotten Tomatoes. And last time I checked it was around like a 43% or something like that. I was like, what? No way. It's since then moved up at least the average tomato meter on the critic side to around 64. So it is fresh because anything below 60% on Rotten Tomatoes is uh, considered rotten. But the average audience yeah, score... Yeah, I don't really understand that one. Yeah. Um, but the average audience score so far is uh 83%. So I, I think this is a, a nice... It's sitting appetizer. at about
1: a 7.5 on IMDb for the first episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's a good appetizer for, of course, the other... Um, series that we're supposed to get. And I don't think this show is trying to be John Wick. It's just trying to do its own thing. It's trying to tell its own story. Obviously, we know it's connected to John Wick, but it's not going to have a movie budget. And I I would say the fights, the fights, especially episode three. I know I keep talking about episode three in, in an episode two review, but the fights are are very good. I, I like it a lot. I mean, obviously, I don't think anything's going to top the action in any of the John Wick movies. I'm just, you know, setting expectations. Like, it is really good action. But, you know, you're not going to get, like, those fantastic set pieces like you did, especially within John Wick 4. Um, but it's really great action, and it makes for phenomenal television. So I'll just leave it at that. So, Devin, did you have any final thoughts before we close out today? Uh, For those listening, we are not going to be giving our rating for Night 2 as we did not for Night 1 as well until we hit the end of the series. Because it's just, you got to treat television and movies differently when it comes to scoring them. Because we want to kind of wait until the end to give our overall consensus. But Devin, what are your final thoughts on the Continental Night 2?
1: Yeah, final thoughts. Definitely a good setup for the the grand finale from what I've been hearing and what I'm expecting, and I'm just looking forward to watching it.
0: Yeah, for my final thoughts, uh, you know, Night 2, as we said, not as much action. It is a lot of setup, but uh, there is a lot of great conversations that go on, a lot of great interrogation scenes, a lot of the, oh, you know, like we, we need to assemble a team. And then it's kind of like the set of a gun, you know, like I'm in kind of thing. It's like, I I need a guy who, who does boom, boom, good. I I need a guy who does shoddy, shoddy, you know, snipey, snipey, good kind of thing. And just, it's, it's all about Winston trying to find all of his, uh, you know, the, the, the enemy of the enemy is his friend of Cormac O'Connor, who is now played by Mel Gibson, who's currently now the head honcho of the Continental. Obviously we know at some point Winston takes over, but yeah, Cormac O'Connor is the head honcho and he's got a lot of enemies out there. The enemy of my enemy is my friends. And we'll, we'll see who's uh, who's loyal to which master as this uh, epic um, three night event concludes. So with all that said, that does Conclude today's episode. If you like what you heard on today's episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at FilmOptics. Optics. Again, that is Optics with an X. Don't forget to share an episode of our podcast with a movie lover in need, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Spread the love of the Film Optics podcast. And now let's take a sneak peek at what's coming up next. On the show, of course, we are going to be covering episode three of The Continental within the next week as we close out the month of October. And we're also going to be covering Gen V, the boys spinoff series. We're also going to be covering Ahsoka. (laughs) We're going to be covering Dump Money. Uh, We're also going to be covering The Creator. And of course, the the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. The Fall of the House of Usher, Mike Flanagan's latest horror Netflix series that will be hitting, I believe, October 13th. So we're going to try to hit that date either a few days before it releases or on the day that it does release. Of course, most of those will be spoiler free. Um, for your enjoyment. But what's now available for you to listen to? You can listen to our No One Will Save You review. This is an amazing movie that is on Hulu. Definitely go check it out. You can also check out our spoiler-free review of Bottoms. And you can also check out our review of our, or not our review, or our, I guess you could say our coverage or our analysis of our favorite films and television shows from 2023 thus far Uh, my my list has changed a little bit since then because i've finished a few more shows but you know it is what it is it's it's all it's all gravy but those are just a few episodes that you can check out right now that is out on podcast platforms wherever you listen to your podcast and with all that said, thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And stay connected with us by following us on Twitter for the latest updates. That was Devin, and my name is Christian, signing off. And remember, life is like a movie. So go out there and make it a blockbuster. Peace.